The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State Podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to I Love You, But You're an Idiot, a Michigan, Michigan State podcast. Uh, I am your host, Justin Rose, uh, with my co-host, Michael Spath, on the other side of the microphone today. And, you know, we've got a (laughs) jam-packed episode for you today. Uh, Very crazy week uh, for Michigan. It's been a crazy week for me. I I have a mustache now, which (laughs) I don't listen. I don't. That's not a mustache. That's, what do you do? You know this. This is like two weeks of work. Well, then you're then you grow facial hair like I grow facial hair, which is super slow. It gets like scraggly and scratchy, and so after about two weeks is usually when I just abandon it because I'm like I can't I can't do this. Versus like my brother who can grow like a full beard in like two or three yeah, days. I, those those people are blessed. I I. I am, I am, I am, I am not. Yeah. But Hey, you know what? Well, we, that's the topic for another day <laughs> because we've got to talk Oof. in depth, you know, and we were, we were kind of discussing, uh, you know, before, before we went live here, just about how like unfortunate the timing of when we record these podcasts over the last you know couple of weeks, because we've been recording and then news and information has been coming out both for Michigan and Michigan state. Now, right. now you know, yeah. going all the way back to when the Mel Tucker thing dropped in what week three of the season. So, yeah. I mean, it's been a while and we've been really, you know, we've been talking about the cheating allegations at Michigan and we've been kind of like, t- I've been taking this since the beginning. Let's just wait. Let's watch it play out a little bit. Let's wait. Some more facts come out because, you know, everyone wants to stick up for the program and say, no, no, they would never. And they're, they're you know, the standard of college athletics and, you know, all good things. And Jim Harbaugh would never, never do that. And then the Michigan State fans, some of them were like, well, see, you guys are, you know, pieces of shit too. Like, you know, like we all suck. Uh, but, but I've been taking that like steadied yeah. approach. And, and episode uh, earlier this week, you said that if Michigan, you know, there's more truth to this, that um, you would, you would come out um, like a, a scorching bat out of hell. I think that was my exact, exact quote. quote was uh, something along that line. So Michael, huh. I, I would just like to open the floor for you because we're going to get into it. We're going to go through some of the things um, you put together a nice little uh, presentation here for us this, 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 uh, this weekend. So well, I had, to, I had to arrange my thoughts. Yes. That's important. Cause there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of different arguments that, that largely what I'd like to do is I'd like to look at, to me, there's like four or five arguments that have come up from the Michigan side, more from the Michigan side than from the opposing fan side um, that I just want to offer an a objective take on. As a Michigan fan my whole life, someone who covered the team for 20 years, who you and I have both argued that one of, the, one of the reasons that you and I chose to do this podcast together is because both of us are willing to look critically at our program. Correct. And there is tremendous amount of denial, denial, denial going on what? among Michigan fans right now. There's a tremendous amount of, this is not that big of a deal. The NCAA really can't, doesn't have any grounds to stand on. Harbaugh didn't know, you know, you go on Twitter, go on message boards, certainly go on message boards that belong to like the fan sites. And overwhelmingly you've got 90% of fans saying like, what are we even talking about here? 
What are we even talking about? Like, this is not a big deal. I will say this. There are a couple of critical voices, some members of like the, the fan site media who I have seen uh, come out and essentially say, like, this is, this is not nothing. This is not nothing, and there is a chance that maybe not immediately, but at some point here, Michigan's going to get hit with something. The NCAA could roll this into the other investigation, uh, into you know what we call Burger Gate, um, institutional control. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, doesn't know what's going on in his own program. All these different things could happen. But I tell you where I want to start this is when you look at what's going on, and every day there seemingly is another story, which I know a lot of. I know yesterday was was I will say yesterday's story that broke in the Washington Post was one of the more amazing things I've ever heard an outside investigative firm essentially obtained information about Michigan without like Michigan's awareness, which I, there's a lot of people saying like, well, how do they do this? This is illegal. They, they hacked Michigan. Fine. Another, you, you can say it, whatever you want. Like I, I agree. That's really, really fishy how they got all this information that said, it doesn't change what the information is saying. Correct. And what the information is saying is essentially that this was not a, a lone wolf Connor Stallions who was, uh, you know, buying buying a couple of tickets to some games and then sending his buddies to go record on the sidelines. What the articles, what the what everything has come out in the last couple of days have said essentially is like this was an, an elaborate, elaborate, um, multi-tiered scheme that had a lot of moving parts and it included student managers. Um, from the football team that were going to some of these games. It was, there were several games against, uh, for Ohio State that was being played that like they were going to go to Ohio State games and record Ohio State signs. Uh, they were going to go to Georgia games and record Georgia games. So it certainly doesn't look like one guy got out over his skis, was super zealous, wanted to, wanted to prove to his coaches, hey, I can be a huge asset to the program in Connor Stallions. Did he do, was that his intent? Sure. But, but he didn't do it alone. Like he was recruiting people to be involved in this. And, and the other thing is too, is like, he's on the sideline next to coaches. And I, I don't know why, I don't know why I should believe that he didn't pass this information along. Oh no, he definitely did. Right. He definitely passed this information along. And Which you've is, seen, you've seen yeah. some people go back. Some TV stations have gone back and like taken their sideline video of their own. Yeah, And they're seeing, I remember the one very specifically, I think it was a TV station in Columbus or Channel 10 in Ohio. I don't, I don't know who that is. But in the background, they've got C.J. Stroud, you know, calling out the signals. And then he checks and he looks to the sideline where, of course, Ohio State has like four guys dressed in different color outfits. <laughs> Holding on hold, Britney Spears well, and no, Jessica no, Yeah, They actually do it differently. They do, Ohio State does, this is what I get from the TV broadcast. So, so all the people that say, well, you can get it from the TV broadcast. Yeah, because I'm about to tell you how they do that. Basically, they have four, like, neon different colors, like mm -hmm. red, blue, green, and, like, a yellow. And they have the four of them, and they're all doing gymnastics on the sideline at different times. So when CJ looks over, you see in the background of the video, uh, when they're looking at the signs, and obviously, he diagnoses it, and then he starts putting his finger up, and then four other Michigan players behind start putting their finger up. To notify them. Now, again, that's not necessarily illegal. cheating. Yeah. Illegal to to say, hey, we figured out what, what the play call might be or we have an idea of what the play call might be. But when you go back and you say you've had this elaborate scheme, you've had all of this information to come into play more so than just what everybody else has, 
you have to understand there's a difference between the two. And that's what right now Michigan fan by and large is saying it's no different. It's no different. We just thought of a different way to do it. Yeah. 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 Like the I, rules I, say you can't do it. Yeah. That way. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of like, well, the satellite camps were a, a loophole in the NCAA bylaws. And then after Jim Harbaugh did it for two years, the NCAA said, well, you can't do that anymore. And he's there. Their argument is essentially, this is the same thing. This is a loophole. This is some gray area, but it's not illegal. But it, but I say it is illegal. It, it is illegal. According to the laws, it is illegal to essentially have in-person scouting in a game that you're not taking part in. And then you've got this, you know, so then one of the arguments from Michigan fans is like, well, it wasn't a Michigan staffer. It was his friends. I, I'm sorry, folks. Like this is probably, I think one of the weakest arguments of this whole thing is that if it wasn't someone who was on the Michigan payroll, then what difference does it make? They can't actually guys. It's about the intent. Let's understand the intent of this. Okay. He wasn't just like goofing off and saying, Hey, I'm going to put together a B roll. So on the weekends I can party with my boys and tell them how smart I am. And like, let's do all this whole stuff. The intent of this entire thing was to, this is the other argument is a lot of people say that, and I know I'm kind of going off script here. So we'll come back to it in a second here that even the NCAA acknowledges that this is not a massive competitive advantage, but the intent was to get a massive competitive advantage. Otherwise, why would you do it? Why would you do it? Why would you get tickets to six Ohio state games? Why would you get tickets to multiple Georgia games? Why would you get tickets to Penn state games? Why would you get tickets to all these things? If the intent was not to gain a competitive advantage, otherwise it's just, I mean, it's stupid to do it all this. If all you're going is like, Oh, I'm just going to go to like, have a little, no, like you were going, he was going, he was getting the, the university has funded this. There's $15,000 that has been spent already this season alone to get Connor and his people in the places they need to go. Why did those tickets to Penn state, Ohio state this past weekend, one on each sideline go unused under his name? Hmm. Makes you ask questions. Yeah. If there was no, if there was no intent, if there was no uh, nefarious, you know, activities going on, like then just go to the game and enjoy yourself. You know, you, you know, something that hasn't been brought up yet on any of the other local media stuff. You, we, we, help me walk through this. Remember when Jim Harbaugh was doing those goofy, like lineups or whatever. And like somebody called him out about intent to deceive. Mm -hmm. like, wasn't there a penalty in a game? Because, Wait, or, or what? Yeah. Like, so, so there was actually in a, in a Michigan game, I want to say it was like 2017, 18. There was an opponent who ran a play who Jim Harbaugh argued there was an intent to deceive. Oh, yes. And they should have called it, and they didn't call it. And, like, I think they scored a touchdown on it, or at least they got a first down. And he was arguing, like, this was this was absolutely, you cannot, like, this was against the rules. <laughs> this was, and the whole thing. So you're you're bringing up a great point. So intended because I know people yeah. people change their Twitter handles to intent to deceive and like I think they there were is poking who, fun yeah, of yeah. like the, the the terminology used there. And then of course you know we're seeing more videos of Jim Harbaugh talking about cheating when he was at the 49ers and talking about cheating and being an upstanding man like you know a Michigan man and like different times in his career. And it, and it, and again I I don't necessarily think Jim Harbaugh signed off on this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't that right now today yeah. it is the 26th of October. I do not believe that Jim Harbaugh was the puppet may, master. Maybe, yeah. maybe fully knew what was going on fully new, but I do think that he's, 
turned a blind eye to this. And I do yeah. think that he's obviously had inklings because, again, whether you like it or not, and this is for everybody, and this is what when we talked about Mel Tucker. So I know you guys want to do the whataboutism thing. We're not doing that today. We're talking about Michigan. But when you're the head coach, if, if you said it, if you take a shit in the wrong stall, mm-hmm. you'll know about it. You find out about it. And yeah. if you're spending $15,000 with a football budget and somebody comes up to go, hey, Jim, uh, $15,000 for Connor Stallions to travel around the country. What's that all about? Oh, he's uh, doing some, some recruiting for us. Mm-hmm. Or what did he say? Yeah. That, that, that yeah. question had to have been asked at some point yeah. by someone. So, again, how much did he know? That stuff obviously will still vet itself out, work itself out. But, like, I just I, – I, I don't know. Like, Jim's always pushed the envelope. He's always towed the line. That's obviously something that he's continued to do and will continue to likely do. That's why the NCAA is not a fan of his. Right, right. But what's the agreed? And what's the next step here? And I, th- I think about this. So, so I'm in sales, and if I went out there, if I was especially a young guy, like I, I wasn't like I had 15 years of experience or something like that, but I was a young guy, which Connor Stallions is, and I were to all of a sudden have, you know, in, in my business, if you if you do 150 to 250 thousand dollars of of business, that's a really good year, a really good year, and so. Where I'm getting at is like, so say this young man, 25 years old at my company goes out there and sells like 400 grand. Like everybody, every higher up is going, saying this, dude, how'd you do that? Like, whoa, right. what was your secret sauce? Like, what's going on? Like, how, like, get, tell me about this. Like, what are you doing the whole thing? So what we're supposed to believe is essentially he was operating at an elite level that no one had ever seen before in stealing signs and everybody that he reports to the, whoever's right above him, the defensive coordinators, Jim Hart was just like, this is amazing. Don't tell me how you did it. Right. Don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to uh, know. Yeah, don't. I, if it's illegal, I, I don't know. Just close my ears. I'm close my ears. Like, but keep doing it. Right. Exactly. And here's the thing about that is even if that, if you want me to believe that that's true, it can't be true. You are the head coach of the program. You don't have the right to say you don't want to know. It's the Pat Fitzgerald argument. It's the Bill Self argument. It's institutional control. It goes back to Rick Pitino when he got busted and fired from Louisville. Everything that happens in the program, you are responsible for. And people can say, well, the fo- it's only unfor- unfortunate or unfair for a football coach. You've got you know, a staff of 60 and you've got 140 players. I get it. I get it. But guess what? Ends it's still, the rules. It's still when Enrod got busted, they don't get to go like, oh, well, it was a lackey. It's like, no, you're the CEO of the, comp- CEO of the company. You got to know what's going on. And actually, I think the CEO of the company did know what's going on. But, <laughs> but you don't get to have plausible deniability. So that is like one of my arguments is like, don't sit there and say like, well, you know, it was, it was only counter stimulants. It was only these team managers. It was only these student interns. It was only like, guys, come on. Let's pull our heads out of the sand. Okay. It's, all, it's next to impossible that this was going on to the sophistication, the level was going on and people higher up didn't know. And if you want to say it never got to Jim Harbaugh, I, I mean, again, I think Justin make a fair point. He might've heard about it and he might've been like, all right, this is, you know, delegated to somebody else, right? Like delegated to my COO, delegated to a director of football operations. You know, you're dealing with counter stallions so that maybe he does have a little bit, but that's not, he doesn't get that right. Because he right. is the head coach at the University of Michigan. He, he, he may not be like the one guy who signed off on it, but the fact that it passed by his desk and he said, here, you take care of that. Yep. That's enough. In, that is enough involvement. Plus, so 
let's let let's let's move on. Let's restructure sure, ourselves. Sure, we got sure. got a little wily yeah, there for yeah. a minute, and you should be. You should be hot. And Michigan fan out there listening, you should be yeah, hot too. Yeah. And whether you're trying to defend your program or whether you're like with Michael here, and you're very you know. But here's what a lot of fans have been saying. We've compiled a little list, and mm-hmm. I want I want to read these like top four like Twitter you know, uh, where the Michigan fan falls back on. So I want to read them, yeah, and then I yeah. want you to kind of exploit them or tell me how you feel about, sure, like, sure. you know, respond to them. So what I keep hearing about uh, is I don't, from Michigan fan, uh, so we'll call him Wolvie, Wolvie? 1997. Okay. Oh, okay. You yes, were doing Twitter yes, handle. Like, that's why a Twitter handle. Wolvie okay. 1997. Sure, sure, sure. I don't care about ethics, just winning. Okay. That's his tweet. That's his tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is convenient timing for a Michigan fan, because even as recently as a couple of months ago, Tennessee had all these like level two violations, 200 level two violations. The NCAA barely did anything to them. And if you were on a Michigan message board or you were following Michigan, most Michigan fans on Twitter, damn, there was some grandstanding going on. Damn. There was a lot of like, this is pathetic from the NCAA. These guys cheated at an ultimate level. You need to slap them down. Whether you're talking about Ohio State or or Kansas with Bill Self, like there has been Michigan has been a program that has argued for many years, decades, that in college athletics, there are only a select few that are winning and not cheating. And those programs are, and, and almost nobody, maybe the exception of Notre Dame, is winning at the high level that Michigan is without cheating. Correct. They're, you know, they're throwing Duke in there, Stanford in there, Northwestern in there, which now Northwestern's in a scandal. It's not a cheating scandal, but it's a scandal. Sure. Vanderbilt, Wake Forest. Like, think about the great academic institutions. Yes. Yeah. And like Michigan has held themselves into this category. We do it the right way. We don't bend the rules. And we also win at a high level. So now to essentially say, I never really cared about any of that. I mean, I'd say you're a liar because you did care about it, or at least you pretended to care about it for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. But here's my even thing. If you're going to say that, make that argument now, and you're going to own it and say like, I don't care about the gray area. I don't care about this. Say Michigan State hires Urban Meyer. You know what you need to do? You need to say, congrats. Great move. Don't care about any of his, uh, his, his, you know, all the things that have kind of followed him around at Ohio State and Jacksonville. Wow. Kudos, Michigan State. You guys just got yourself a winner. And if you hear of a if you hear of an academic scandal at the University of North Carolina where people are uh people are doing grades and things like that, you say, damn it, why didn't Michigan think of that? Right. They should have done that. And if you hear of a illegal recruiting going on at an SEC school, say a collective that's uh that's spending thirteen million dollars on a recruit, you say, Well done. That is that is genius. That is now your argument because you are throwing all the ethics, all the morality out the window, and it's all about winning football games, then get off the high horse and you never get to be on it again. Okay. I, I, you, you, you've stirred some emotions deep into my soul when you were going on that epic <laughs> rant there, which was very well pointed. I think it's, you're spot on. But you know what? It made That whole rant made me really sad about the state of college football. Mm. It made me really sad because... To, to, I'm thinking about all those, you know, examples you were kind of, you know, fabricating, but like also not totally fabricating. And I'm going, shoot, if Michigan State does hire Urban Meyer, we are selling our soul to win. Shoot, if Alabama 
Georgia does spend $13 million on a single recruit, kind of selling our soul. Mm -hmm. If Michigan is cheating just to win football games, we are selling our soul. Like, and that kind of tarnished, yeah. like, what we grew up on, like, the love that we've had for this, like, Except for this if, game, yeah. and for these yeah. teams, and, like, like and, and I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here and, and, you know, wax poetically, but, like, damn. No, it does. Like, like what, have, what have we become? And, like, and that's where it's, like, all of what college football has just been this snowball that's just coming down this hill, and it's picking up speed, and mm-hmm. it's picking up bodies, and it's picking up houses, and the avalanche is on the way, and it's going to hit us at some point, and yeah. it's going to just blow up. Yeah. Because it's just, it feels unsustainable at this point. Anyways, I responded to yours. Yeah, you're right. And, and I want to move right. on to the next one. So you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, but a lot of Michigan fans out there are saying, well, it's not cheating because it's like everybody's doing it, so it's not a competitive advantage. I don't know. I mean, this is probably the biggest gray area so far is, is it a competitive advantage? And you do have this Baylor case um, where a coach appeared in person. Now, you know, now Michigan fans have been using this as like, well, he appeared in person for a game and they only suspended him very briefly. He went to one game. Okay. He didn't have tickets to, you know, 50 games. He also, uh, now it's come out that when he was, when he was told mid game that he was doing something illegal, he left. Okay. He left. So let's not use that as, as our example here. I don't know. The only people who are really going to know whether Michigan gained a huge competitive advantage is going to be like Michigan at this point or the investigators as they find out. In theory, this is what took place. I went to the game. I recorded, uh, I've recorded six Ohio State games from the sideline. That gives me a better view than the TV view. Gives me a better view than the in 22 or the full 22. It gives me a better view than what I'm seeing in the game I'm playing them. And if it's giving me a better view and I've got multiple data points, I can go back there. I can decipher their signs. I can figure out it's probably not 50 plays, but it's probably like I can get a couple of tells here and there. And I know on a third and 10, if they're in this type of, um, this type of, you know, scheme or this, this type of formation, I know it's coming. And if I can relay that signal to my defensive captain, my defensive captain can move my front four in the right spot. I can slant and I can maybe get to the quarterback a little bit more easily than I would have otherwise. Or it's on the flip side, defensively or offensively last year, you know what? I have no, nobody has any proof that this took place, but if one of the biggest plays of the Ohio state game last year, and, and Michigan fans can argue, well, Ohio state knew that Michigan was doing this. They changed all their plays. Just go with me here. Okay. I'm not saying that it happened in this game, um, but I'm saying this is the theory is what if Michigan knew from watching the sideline calls, what play the Ohio state defense was going to, what they were going to be looking like defensively. They had the one high safety and on that play, and it was a pretty short yardage play. Michigan knew that those guys were coming down and they knew that if they ran Donovan Edwards, the Donovan Edwards have one guy to beat one guy to beat. If you broke the line and that was the safety and that's actually how it unfolded. And he went 85 yards for a touchdown. So like that to me is, I don't know. Nobody knows yet if that is what took place, but that's essentially what they're investigating and trying to figure out. And I will say this, if, if that is what took place, then, then we're in a lot of trouble here, folks, because that is a massive competitive advantage. What it, what it, you know, and again, I hate conspiracy theories. I mean, I love some of them. We definitely didn't get to the moon another day, another topic, <laughs> but I don't believe in dinosaurs. Why haven't we been back? Why haven't we been back since the 60? Anyways, um, 
my point is, is you look at you look at how Michigan has elevated their game mm-hmm. over the last two and a half, three seasons. Yeah. How many big plays did Michigan football have with very similar recruiting, very similar athletes, very similar. Now, J.J. McCarthy is a different guy. Okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Go with me here. We're, we're, we're you know, theoretics are, are in play in, in this particular conversation. But it bends into the conversation of reality. Yeah. Michigan's big play potential over the last two and a half seasons has been exponentially better than Harbaugh's first five years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an unarguable fact that they're scoring more points. They're stopping the team more often. And when you were talking about the theor- like the theoretical, like pick a play from the game that's a big play, mm-hmm. you don't need to stop every first down. You don't, need, you stop, don't yeah. need to stop every big play from happening on the other team. They're, they're still going to happen. There's still Absolutely. plays that are going to happen. But college football, by and large, it is five seven plays a game that are really the difference makers. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's an extra first down somewhere. There's a big touchdown run. There's a pick six. There's a turnover at a convenient time. All of these, that, that's why college football is fun. It's like kind of gambling. When are you going to hit the jackpot? You keep yep. hitting the button, and then eventually you hit. You know, that's, that's kind of. So the competitive advantage comes from those five to seven plays. Right. And to your point, if I'm looking at this and we're playing, play, guys, you also have to think from the aspect of, do the long con. Don't let them know you know it the first time they do it, but know you know it they're going to do the next time they do it in the same game. Mm-hmm. So when they're in a single high safety look and you go, okay, we got them. All right, they show this look again. We're going to switch and call the audible to the play that gets Donovan, player X, yeah. into yeah. the proper area to go one-on-one with the safety in space. Speed and space, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I look at the competitive advantage. I don't think it's like we know what they're running for all 85 plays of the no, game. It'd be impossible. It would be impossible to do yeah. that. But five to seven times you hit, that keeps you in the game. That keeps you and, and it also opens up the door for you to have these yeah. big time plays yeah. and, and understand that. And that's and that's I think Justin, I think whether or not the NCAA ends up hitting Michigan with significant you know sanctions or not it's ultimately going to come down to what we're talking about right now because if they find that Michigan did gain a significant competitive advantage and they did it through illegal means and the illegal means are sending someone to a in-person game that they're not participating in and Michigan fans are going to get the grayers well it wasn't a staffer it wasn't a guy getting no no no, no. come on now let's let's not like this is how you supposedly are smart about these things. You don't send the Michigan assistant coach. You send the analyst's buddy. But the intent was you're representing the University of Michigan. You're not, the, the, the buddy's not going there and like, hey, I'm just going to go load this up on YouTube for anybody to see. He's bringing it back to Michigan so that his buddy, Connor Stallion, has access to it. Like, so let's be done with this whole, like, oh, it wasn't a staffer. Come on. You, you, you have to be, you have to really, really bend logic here if you're going to make that argument. So if they say the competitive advantage was gained, what does the NCAA do about it? Well, first of all, the NCAA is not going to do anything about it this season because the way the NCAA works, they're going to send a, a notice of allegations that Michigan has 90 days to respond, which you did the math for me, so I didn't have to do the math. Essentially, is after the season ends. Correct. So Michigan right now, in theory, can run the table, do everything it's supposed to do, and win a national championship. The, the 
X factor here is the Big Ten doesn't have to follow the same rules that the NCAA does. Nor they don't, they does the college football playoff. Right. They don't do, but let's start with the Big Ten, because the Big Ten doesn't have a notice of allegations. The Big Ten doesn't give you 90 days. The new p- commissioner could just say, well, we now have evidence that Michigan used this uh, this technique, obtained a competitive advantage in their games this year against Rutgers, Minnesota, uh, Nebraska. And they could just say, we are going to forfeit those three games for Michigan. We're not. Since the Michigan State game, they haven't been using this stuff. We're not forfeiting their Michigan State game, the Penn State game, the Ohio State game, anything like that. But if I take away these three games, I believe Michigan would be ineligible for the Big Ten championship because they would not, they essentially, I mean. Well, you'd have teams with better records. You have teams like, with better records. If, if Ohio State yeah. and Penn State go one loss both, and they, right. they have the, Ohio and I, State as the tiebreaker with a one loss Big Ten team, they're going. You're right. And you'd have to believe that part of this punishment is the Big Ten saying, like, you're not eligible for the, for the Big Ten championship game. So that could happen still this year. That would be the worst case. I think that'd be the worst case scenario for Michigan fans is it, is it happens within the season. Because if it happens after the season, I think a lot of Michigan fans, and I'm, I'll be honest, Justin, I'm with them. This is the one time I actually agree with all the Michigan fans is I watch the Fab Five, and the Fab Five ended up having banners taken down, but you don't take away my memories of the Fab Five. Okay? And if you're a Houston Astros fan when they won the, the World Series in 2017, I believe it was, and they end up like the MLB came through and said, you guys use this elaborate scheme to cheat and blah, 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 blah. You were still like, well, I watched them win the World Series. I didn't watch them not win the World Series. I didn't watch them get vacated. I watched them win the World Series. Same with Kansas a couple years ago. I watched Kansas win the national championship in basketball. So they're not going to take it away. You're ultimately, as a fan, going to be like, well, it kind of stinks that I don't get to hang my banner, but I watched Michigan win a national title, right? Like the Reggie Bush right now. I watched him win the Heisman Trophy. Right. You can take his Heisman Trophy away, but I still watched what I watched. He still won the Heisman Trophy that year. Absolutely. So that's the, I think that's probably the best case scenario for Michigan is that nothing happens this year. They go out there and do what they're supposed to do. They win the national title. And then every Michigan fan is like, well, damn, it sucks. But I watched it. You're not taking away my memories. I only get those memories once, blah, 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 blah. The worst case, again, is the Big Ten forfeits some games, makes you an eligible for the Big Ten championship, and then you leave the college football playoff to say, what do we do with this? So another factor you have to take into account here is the Big Ten has a new commissioner this year. Mm-hmm. Kevin Warren is now gone. I think he's sucking with the Chicago Bears. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Tony Petiti is the name of yeah. the gentleman. And what's important to know about Tony or Mr. Petiti is he was Rob Manfred's mm. right-hand man during 2017 mm-hmm. when the Houston Astros were caught in an elaborate ski- cheating scandal. Now, baseball is a little different because... You know, it's a professional league, so they have different rules in place for, like, punishments and stuff. It's not like the NCAA or the Big Ten Conference and stuff. So, but he, people probably didn't even know Tony Petiti's name until I just said (laughs) it. So, this guy, now, he's got a double-edged sword because Michigan's arguably top two brand in the conference. Mm -hmm. So, you've got, you've got, he's going to have to make a statement whether it's, all right, nothing's wrong, Michigan. Go win that title. Yeah. Or nobody cheats under my watch. This conference deserves better. The integrity needs to exist. You're getting slapped with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Before we before we start to wrap up, I, I, yes. I do want to ask you, 
like the impact long-term for Michigan, yeah. like the perception of Michigan moving forward, because we just brought up the Astros and you and I were kind of joking when we was like, yeah, remember, remember the cheating Astros? Yeah. They won the world series that year. Wink, wink, nod, nod. We had to look up how long ago that was. Right. Six years. Yeah. And we're still calling them the cheating Astros. Yeah. How does this, how does this impact Michigan, a national, somewhat global brand? I'm not putting with the Dallas Cowboys, but how does this impact Michigan moving forward and the perception to non-Michigan fans more so than maybe their own. Yeah, I think non-Michigan fans, um, I mean, their their minds are made up, right? I mean, they're convinced that this is the secret sauce, that that Michigan found its success in 2021, 2022, and you know, early on in 2023 by using the sign stealing to get where they wanted to go. So if you're a Michigan State fan, you're an Ohio State fan. You're, you know, any other school in the Big Ten, you are Georgia or Alabama, you're pointing the finger and essentially saying, like, Michigan, you know, you're calling you're calling uh, into, in, into question the legitimacy of everything that Michigan has accomplished so far, which I will say as a fan, but also a fan of the players, that really sucks for the players. Mm-hmm. If you're Aiden Hutchinson who, you know, turned the culture around in 2021 you're Cade McNamara, who's the quarterback. You're J.J. McCarthy these past two years. And people are saying, like, well, did you do it legitimately or did you do it this way? That's really unfair to those guys because they they weren't part of this. They weren't, I mean, you know, they weren't uh, asking for this. They maybe weren't a part of the original, like, idea of, hey, I've got a guy, I'm going to send him. But by product of the adults in the room, putting them in a no-win situation for them, that's where it sucks for the kids the most. Because yeah. if J.J. goes out and wins the Heisman this year, and he is a really talented guy, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But if the coach goes in his ear last minute, or not in the ear, but like in the, the play call, hey, we've got a guy in single high coverage. You're going to get a touchdown pass out of this. Well, and, like, like, and that's, yeah. where, that's where the well, cheating is a zero tolerance thing. Yeah. It is a zero tolerance thing because of this exact exa- example. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy is a victim of the coaches who put him in a situation to be more successful, not on his own merit, but because somebody found a wrinkle in the system to allow JJ to have more success. He didn't get to earn it on his own. His team didn't get to earn it on their own and they're damn good enough to earn it on their own. Well, and that's the, that's the argument from every fan out there, right? Every Michigan fan will say he has done it on his own. And I, and, and I don't think you were even saying like he hasn't, but no, he, you're saying that the perception is going to be that he has not. Um, achieve that on his own because he had help Yeah, because he had help guys. And it's like having in Vegas, you have magnetic dice. You can go and win $4 million on the craps table. But if you have magnetic dice, well, you're going to fucking like you're well, going to win. I mean, the, the perfect example here is like, if you knew what the dealer was going to, was underneath his cards, right? Then you're, then you're ch- the entire strategy of like hit or I'm folding Counting like, cards is cheating. Putting magnetic dice correct. on the thing is cheating. Telling a player, Hey, this is the look that's going to be over and over and over again. And if you obtain, it, if you obtain those things illegally, correct. which is what it appears Michigan which did is cheating. So yeah. And like you're talking about the Heisman earlier in the week, we were talking about like JJ might be the front runner for the Heisman right. or like with Michael Penix. But if you're a voter outside of Michigan, oh, are you voting for JJ McCarthy? Probably not. That's if, gonna you're, hurt him. if you're on the college football playoff, you have to wrestle with this. If you're on that committee, you have to in Michigan say no one, the big 10 does nothing. Okay, but Michigan goes out there and beats Penn State and beats Ohio State and wins the Big Ten title. You don't think even in that space that there's no punch must come down that the playoff committee is not sitting there going like, do we invite them? Do we not invite them? 
what like where what is the ground rules there's no precedent for it whatsoever so that's going to impact them yes every fan base is going to think that they have been cheating the last couple of years and we're cheating this year and michigan fan may say like i don't care what any other fan base says okay but understand that everywhere you go for the next 10 years this is going to follow you and follow michigan around and you are going to have to essentially be in a place where you're like they didn't do it, or I don't care that they did it, or um, it doesn't impact my fandom, or whatever like that. But this is out there. The Astros, 2017, 2018, even now, all these years removed, they were just in the the world, the uh, the ALs, uh, you know, CS against the Texas Rangers. And you think about Justin Verlander, who's a Detroit native, you know, Detroit uh, Tiger, and all this kind of stuff. And you just think to yourself a little bit, like you you hear them and you just snicker a little bit, still, don't you? Mm-hmm. You kind of like. Ah, the Astros. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. Even if five years later, six years later, they're completely removed from it, you still snicker about them a little bit. And their fans might say, like, we don't care because we're still going to the playoffs. We're competing. We've won another uh, World Series since then. Okay, but you're going to have to insulate yourself from everybody else in college football. And that really sucks as a fan. I said this to my brother, and my brother said this to me yesterday. He goes, this is the best season other than 1997. This is the best season probably in our lifetimes. And instead of instead of being able to read every article praising Michigan and praising J.J. McCarthy and praising Jim Harbaugh and talking about, you know, this and that, he's like every article this week. And he goes, and I think every article the rest of the season is going to have, but, but, but what's going on with the sign stealing, you know, right. like think about last week. I told you this when we started our, our first podcast, the rivalry week, I said, I'm going to read 30 or 40 stories about tunnel gate, mm-hmm. right. About the assault, about this or that. And if you're a Michigan State fan, like you're like, just move on. Like this is unfair that these players are getting dragged through it. And yet I watched and I read almost every article, especially ones that talked about motivation. Jaden McBurrows had a couple of had an interception, a couple of tackles on Saturday against Michigan State. And I read in the free press, vindicated, because he was the guy who got hit. Of course it like, was the free press. My God, what a rag. <laughs> that I would agree. I don't need to name their writers, but they are god awful. Um, but it was nonstop. So every story, Michigan wins the national championship. I guarantee you, every Michigan fan right now understand this. They win national championship. ESPN, Sporting News, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, CBS Sports, um, name, 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 name. Every article celebrating their national championship is also going to reference this. Mm-hmm. Every Forever. single one. Forever. And amid, yeah. amid an investigation, Michigan Trump triumphed all and won think the about, national title. Think about but, this too. Say Jim Harbaugh ends up going back to the NFL this year. Everybody is going to associate it like Pete Carroll. Well, he left <laughs> USC because he wanted to get away from the yep. cheating, from the cheating scandal. Yep. He left Michigan because he wanted to, uh, you know, leave the program when everything was going on. Like these are the type of things that are going to follow us around. Unless there's a, unless the NCAA comes out, which I find hard to believe at this point, the big 10 comes out in six months and says, we have gone through all of the tape, everything like that. We found no evidence whatsoever that anything anything illegal was going on. But does anybody, anybody think that's going to be the ultimate result here? People on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to answer your question. Well, uh, is there any other final parting thoughts that you have? I, I, we've, 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 kind of, we've kind of gone to our, to our limit here this uh, on this day and, and we don't have a limit really but yeah my point is is uh here's what i here's what i really you know after listening to you and I, look michael you're doing a fantastic job i think you're doing a service to michigan fans and for those of you who listened all the way to this point like 
just think critically. Like, yeah. think about this. Michael makes a really good point because you have to make a decision too. Like, where do you lie on yeah. this? And you yeah. have to ask those tough questions to yourself. And that's what's being a fan. Like, I don't want to be a Michigan State fan right now. They stink. Yeah. But I still love them. And yeah. I still will, you know, like, try to deal with, like, what's going on with them, especially when they hire Urban. Uh, but my point is, I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad that 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 the program has put itself in a position that I didn't really think it needed to be in. But but here we are. And like I said, they're still going to obviously go out and play games until the Big Ten potentially would mm-hmm. never, but says stop. So they're going to still go out and put out put, put games. They're good enough to win games. It'll be really interesting to see if they can get over the hump on those last three games of the season. I know they're going into a bye week this week, so this will still continue to dominate the headlines. We're still finding out about Connor and the investments, yeah. and more things are going to continue to come out as time goes on. So this is by no means like a story that's over, um, but it, it just sucks, and it just goes back so to where my does point it leave earlier. Me? Yeah, where does it leave you? So everything being said, I um, I texted my brother yesterday one of the most famous lines of a sports movie of all time. Um, I think it came out late eighties, early nineties, starring Tom Berenger. Uh, and who else was in that movie that has now gone on to fandom? The, the, the actor that played, that was the president on 24 that does all the all state commercials. Um, Charlie Sheen was the pitcher. Wesley Snipes was, uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Oh yeah. And Tom Berenger, uh, gets up there and when he learns that the, 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 the owner of the, of the Cleveland Indians is trying to, trying to take them down. And he says, well, yes, thank, thank you, Mark, Major League. Um, he says, well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. And one of the guys says, what's that? And he says, win the whole fucking thing. So that's where I'm at as a Michigan fan, and I'm going to say it. And, like, I'll say this. I have not been grandstanding the last couple of years like because I've understood for about the last decade or so that crap is happening across college football, including my program. And I've just been like, so I'm not sitting there pointing fingers. As long as the Big Ten doesn't forfeit Michigan, I want that. And here's my thing. I said this uh, on one of the podcasts. They didn't need to steal signs to beat Rutgers. They didn't need to steal signs to beat Nebraska or Minnesota or Indiana or UNLV or any of the teams that they've already beaten. It stopped at Michigan State. Every big game is in front of them. Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, college football playoff. They ain't going to be doing it. I'm not saying that like that makes everything that they do going forward legitimate. But what I am saying is like, if they go out there and win the rest of their games and win two playoff games and win a national championship, I'm going to say that this team, these players won a national championship. And if in the aftermath in a in a year from now, two years from now, the NCAA says we're taking down that banner. You guys didn't win a national championship. I'm going to look back at the same way. I looked back at 1997 and said, I was at the Rose bowl, man. I was at the Rose bowl with my brother. And if someone would tell me now, like we're, we're taking away Woodson's Heisman, we're taking away Michigan's national title 97, I would say, take it away. Like take it out of the record books, whatever you do. I don't care. I saw it with my own eyes. I witnessed it. I was a part of it. So that's where I'm at as, as a Michigan fan. But I will say this too, the more that comes out, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally changing a little bit of my perspective and my perception of this program the last couple of years. And, and, and if ultimately it looks like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, we've already said like he doesn't have complete plausible deniability. But if he was a little bit more involved in this, then I, then I'm looking and going like, what type of punishment should Jim Harbaugh face here? And you know, some people say well he should be fired. Some people say uh, a couple suspensions. I, I I would need some time to digest that. I'm not sticking my head in the sand, but I'm going to sit here and cheer and root and um, try to celebrate this season because I think that. Um, I, I think that there is some forfeiture of games that are coming. 
Wow. Okay. Well, there he is. Uh, we're going to have uh, the whole weekend to, uh, to stir on this Michigan state uh, at Minnesota this weekend. Uh, Michigan on the bye week. When we get back next week, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive back into what, what more information comes out throughout the weekend and early into next week. And uh, I mean, geez. Uh, Wow. I mean, what, what, a what a, an uh, eye opening episode here of the, the, I love you, but uh, you're an idiot podcast, Michael Spath. Thank you for your honesty. Of course, as always, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. So I will say this because I don't feel like calling you an idiot today. You're very fragile. I love you, man, but you're an idiot.